Hi everyone, so this is the first time that I have tried recording myself talking about my chronic illness, um, God's hand in that, and how I've got through this whole pandemic coming out a better person than I was when it first started. Um, so I'm just going to give a little bit of background. Um, so I moved to Florida about six months ago, and it was right before the pandemic, before all that interesting stuff happened in the world, and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And honestly, it was terrifying in itself. Um, I had lived in Idaho for basically my whole life. I mean, I was born and raised there. I went to school there. I had friends there that I've known since I was born. Um, so it, it was hard to leave and it was really hard to, um, start over, but there is such beauty and peace in starting over that it's hard to explain if you haven't moved or experienced that. And for me, it was exactly what I needed when I needed it. And I didn't really see how that had completely made a full cycle until just recently and I, I'm still seeing things unfold in ways that I didn't even think they could unfold. Um, so what happened was when we, we didn't even plan on moving. It was one of those things where um, half my family went on vacation and they came back and we kind of made jokes like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to move here and all that stuff. And then one day um, a job opportunity came up and then I got asked the question, like, would you be willing to move? And right off the bat, I said yes. Um, at that point, you know, I was, I had friends, I, I was having fun, I was enjoying my sophomore year of high school, I was um, recovering from just a rough year, a rough freshman year, and I mean, I was dealing with depression and it, um, eating disorders, um, just, it was a really dark time, and so the moment that I got asked, you know, hey, do you want to move across country, of course, I took that, and I ran with it, and even right now, talking, um, I still don't regret my decision one bit, and it was really interesting, because when we moved, um, we moved a lot later than we had expected, um, that whole are we moving thing kind of came up during last summer and then we were supposed to move in August and then August came around and we didn't move and then we were supposed to move in October and that didn't happen and so it was really rough for me in school because I felt like I was taking all these courses and I didn't know if I was going to finish I didn't know if I was going to get the credit for the course I didn't know my future I had it all planned out freshman year um, I was going to take college courses, I was going to do all this fun stuff <laughs> for my future, and it kind of, well, not kind of, it completely went on hold. There was really no clue, I mean, I no clue what I was doing, um, kind of just looking into the darkness and be like, okay, Heavenly Father, like, what do you want me to do now, <laughs> you know, like, do you want me to just sit here, you know, what can I do during this time? And of course, because we didn't know when we were moving, I couldn't enroll in any 
um, online courses, um, so I kind of fell behind in that, and previously, you know, I had been part of choir, I'd been part of all these others, all these other groups, and I just, I disconnected myself from all of them, because I was like, okay, we're moving, and I don't want to have to deal with that sad goodbye that comes with moving and leaving friends, and, um, that whole thing, anyone that's moved, anyone who, um, has even moved different sides of the county, even, um, knows that horrible feeling, and for me, it was one of those things where I just knew I had to go, and of course, all my friends, you know, they kind of, the, some of them took it offensively, and some didn't, some knew, like, okay, she must really know that there's something out there for her if she's, if she said yes, like, right away, you know, and so it was just interesting to see my friends' reactions and how supportive they were, and of course, there were that those friends, you know, who, they're like, okay, well, you're moving, I'm just gonna stop talking to you, and I feel like that happens anytime you move, and it's natural, and it was sad, but it was also refreshing knowing, like, okay, their time in my life has, has gone on, and now it's time for something new, and um, in a sense, it was making way for people that I would meet here when I moved, and I kept telling myself, um, you know, I was like, okay, well, why aren't we moving, why aren't we moving, and I just got really down in the dumps about it, um, I remember talking to my family about it, crying multiple times, you know, like, well, what about school, what about my future, what about all this stuff, like, I'm getting behind, is it even worth going to school? Um, keep in mind that at this time, I was also basically the, how can I say this? I was, I was the one cleaning the house. I was, you know, I was that person, um, for my family for a little bit. Well, half of my family was here in Florida trying to get things settled. And, um, uh, with my chronic illness, I couldn't, do everything and with school and studying and you know playing the um not the housekeeper card but definitely just helping out more around the house than I had been used to it was taking a toll on my body and everyone was able to see that um of course I I felt the the brunt of it because it was my body um and and I would have flare-ups all the time and it got to the point where even sitting in class um, was just too hard for me. And at my at my old school, um, there was a huge staircase. And a lot of my courses, I think the science and the, I don't even remember now, science and history maybe, I was upstairs. And so for half of my classes, I was upstairs. I was walking across campus. It was, it was really hard on me. And it got to the point where even if I had to like go to the restroom or I had to go to the office, I would always say like, hey, can my friend come with me? And, you know, the teachers didn't really understand why until I told them like, hey, I've been passing out going down the stairs. And, you know, obviously, obviously that's, that's a big deal and that's a safety hazard. So, um, it just, it really, it got to the point where I was like, okay, my body's not enjoying this. My body's having a hard time with this. And so I had really considered online schooling and especially, um, moving here to Florida, um, 
I, I just, I had a feeling I was like, something's going to happen. Like, if I don't take time for myself, I just know I'm just going to get worse. And, um, well, <laughs> I got worse before I got better. And, um, so about this time, it was around October, and we still hadn't moved. And by this time, I was, I was just dealing with, you know, friends who, you know, they're like, oh, well, you're lying to us, you aren't moving yet, and I was like, guys, come on, I'm, I'm having the same feeling, you know, I'm like, I, when are we moving, I want to move, you know, I'm, I'm ready for my new adventure, and so, of course, we kept going, and <laughs> we kept pushing through, and then December came, and, um, Christmas break was coming up, and we had decided that was when we were going to get in the Penske trucks and go across country and usually it would only take three to four days but um it took about a week because we stopped during the night and um there were some pretty weird hotels um I was I mean I that was an eye-opening time for me especially during the holidays um we left couple days after Christmas our Christmas really consisted of okay here's a couple gifts that you can pack in your suitcase I barely touched any of the stuff that I got for Christmas um then I opened them up when I got here and then after that we you know we opened presents and then we started packing and then we left the day after Christmas and I think it was really hard for me to say goodbye to my friends a couple friends came by to say goodbye and and that that was just shattering. That was, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a pretty strong person. And in that moment, I was not strong. I was, I was crying. That was, that was the saddest moment that I had gone through. Um, and it still is. And it's definitely heartbreaking to think, okay, these are the people I've seen every single day for like years. Um, and I'm not going to see them anymore. And of course there's FaceTime and text messaging and you know I'm so lucky to live in a time where you're able to do have those technologies at right at our fingertips um but it's not the same you know a hug is not able to be transferred over phones at least not now um and you know it's just it's it's a different feeling being around them in person and so it was really hard for me and my family knew that and I kept telling them um I I had a choice to move to a certain extent you know and they kept telling me they're like are you sure you want to do this are you sure you want to do this and although that was gut-wrenching of course that was so it, it broke my heart you know to leave all my friends and I just knew I have to come to Florida I don't know why I was like but I have to and, you know, leading up to that point, I had told myself, you know, there must be a reason why we haven't moved yet. And I said, I don't know if it's because I'm not ready for Florida or maybe there's things there that are still in preparation um, and it's not ready for me. And I kept telling myself that. And it was it was really, like I said, it, it was eye-opening for me, especially when you're in a Penske truck and you have nothing better to do for 12 hours a day and you just think, you know, like every mile is a mile, you know, far away from everything that you're used to. And I think the saddest part was the moment we left my hometown and I just knew 
okay, we aren't coming back, (laughs) you know, we are just, we're going cross country, and I love traveling, I've always loved traveling, it, it just, it makes me so happy to know, um, I can go anywhere I want to, and I love having that freedom, and that mindset that comes with that, and as much as I hate change, I also love it, and the possibilities that come with that, and during the trip, it was, I really felt like a pioneer. It was really hard on me. Um, I ended up having a flare-up. I was hating sitting in that awful seat for, like I said, hours on end. And I was missing my friends. And I just remember thinking to myself, okay, like, everything's going to be okay. And I just had to keep, like, keep telling myself that. And it was really difficult for me when... Um, we we would get to a town and you know I, I didn't even know the town and I was like you know this is someone's hometown this is you know where all this stuff takes place and I remember thinking like okay everyone says it's so wonderful so great and you know people have moved around thousands of times and I was like I don't know how they do it <laughs> you know like th- this was hard for me and so it definitely put into perspective um just letting go of things and creating space for a new and when we got to Florida um it was I want to say it was oh I'm trying to think uh the beginning of January and we had gone in a little bit late we had spent New Year's in Texas and I remember writing down my goals on one of those little notepads with those pins that, you know, the hotel gives you. And I'm pretty sure they never restocked that paper, but um, I just, I, I wanted that New Year's resolutions wrote down. And I just knew like, okay, even though we're far away from home, we need to still have those plans and we need to still act on them no matter what goes on um and it was just interesting because I'm I can't find the paper right now but it was basically take care of yourself love yourself um continue to gain a strong testimony um you know all these things that I really just wanted to accomplish and one of my goals was um spend more time with family and uh read more scriptures and um get closer with the whole yoga area and aspect of the world and so with that being said all these goals were great I I was like okay I'm I'm gonna hit them hard I'm gonna accomplish all of them and and I just had that mindset from the very beginning and in my ward, the young woman's leader, um, the, the first, I want to say the first month I was there came up to me and, um, just wanted to like introduce herself and all that. And I, the moment I walked into my church building, I was like, this is where I need to be. And I just had this feeling like you're okay now you're home. You can, you can breathe. You know, they, they will love you like they're your own, like whatever I'm trying to say. Um, I think you know what I'm trying to say, and I just, I had tears coming down my face, 
during sacrament meeting and I was like holy crap like I get it this is where I need to be like I'll 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 behave and I'll just be quiet and stop complaining um and so it was really interesting for me because the young woman's leader had came up to me and at that moment like I said earlier I was like okay either they're not ready for me in Florida or I'm not ready for Florida yet and I just been praying I was like okay maybe I'm the answer to someone's prayers I was like or maybe someone will answer my prayers you know I just wanted to have that feeling of belonging and that peace um that I had back home and I was just really missing that probably more than anything and the young woman leader came up to me and she's like you know what she's like I am so happy that you are here she's like you are the answer to our prayers you know we we really need more people like you here we we just we've been praying for it we we need these girls to be motivated and you seem like the perfect person to do that and to help us with that and then again I started crying again um yeah my emotions were all over the place keep in mind you know I've been in a Penske truck for almost a week um not a lot of social contact (laughs) um so with that being said I was going to school um at a local high school and it was definitely really different um if you have moved to the other side of the country um before whether it's you moved to Utah or you moved to Florida wherever you moved um the school systems are a lot different and one of the most crazy differences I would say would be the outside campus and at this point it was winter in Florida and it it wasn't that cold um let me just tell you that compared to the 18 degrees I had left in Idaho and Utah um the 46 degrees here was not that bad it was a nice spring evening (laughs) um so it, it was really nice and you know I of course, I was talking to my counselor, and, and I just, they they basically put me in any classes that they they thought were very similar to what I had done in Idaho, and when they had done that, they put me in all these courses that were so easy, and with my health issues, um, it takes a lot of energy for me to get up in the morning and go to school and um, sit in classes, and Compared to the hour classes in Idaho, there was only 45-minute periods here. Um, and the teacher would be explaining things for about 35 minutes, and you would have 10 minutes to do your work. And, of course, half the kids never did it. And so I really just felt like, okay, I'm I'm sitting here basically wasting my energy um, on an assignment that's super simple, that I could do in like 10 minutes um and it got to the point where after I had started getting used to it and um starting to gain a routine um I was wasting hours on end on my phone I would literally have to bring a charger because I would be on my phone so much and it wasn't because I was messing around on it and not doing my schoolwork. it was simply because you know I was doing the work and I had basically 40 minutes to do whatever and that that was a daily thing for me and of course you know there's stairs here too and 
um, there would be a couple times where I almost fainted on the stairs here, and I had I just knew I was like okay I really need to slow down, but I couldn't do that. Um, I I'm a very stubborn person, um, if you know me personally, or you've just seen me in general. Um, I'm a very stubborn person <laughs> when it comes to my health. Um, which I'm working on, but it's still a struggle, especially when you're so used to doing everything and then you can't anymore. Um, so it was definitely hard for me to kind of take a step back. And I just told myself like, okay, I'm running more than I can. You know, I, I just need to take a step back. And I kept telling myself, you know, I, I, I can't do this. Like I need online, you know, and I just kept telling myself, I, I want online school. I want online school. And so no later than I said that, um, I think our last day of school was spring break. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I hope we come back, you know, like I didn't think much of this, um, COVID and then we didn't come back (laughs) and everything was online. And as, horrible as everything is in the world and as horrible as everything that took place was um it was really eye-opening for me because I was like this is what I needed this is I needed this break and by taking this break um it, it definitely helped me see what was really important and I was able to take more time for my health you know, if I if I didn't feel good, I didn't have to get out of bed. I could just bring my computer to my bed and do my schoolwork there. And I loved it. And it honestly brought me so much more energy. I was able to work out. I was able to go for runs. I was able to go to the beach. Um, there are so many things that I haven't had en- energy to do in, in years. Because um, we, we found out about um, my vascular malformation about two years ago. And that was going to my freshman year of high school and it definitely was really hard on me and with that being said I I just kept doing what a normal you know teenage student would be doing and that was just really draining for me and during this time like I said I was able to just take the step back that I needed and during this time, I read lots of books. Um, I love to read. I have always loved to read. Um, but growing up, um, over time, I just stopped reading. And I I honestly blame myself for that. And that's something that I wish I had continued doing. Um, because reading just brings me so much happiness that I just can't get from anything else and so I was reading this book and it definitely opened my eyes about healing and with me having this chronic illness it definitely um has made me be a little bit harder on myself mostly because one day I might be able to do normal things and the next day I can't and that's really hard on anyone who has a chronic illness because everyone else, you know, is doing normal things every single day and you're not able to. And it's not like you don't want to, you just can't. You can't physically, you can't do it. Um, 
and so that that was really challenging but over time I was like okay whatever changes I wanted to make I'm, I'm gonna make them now I have this time I have like we I think everyone at the beginning of COVID didn't know how much time we had in um not isolation um but just just we didn't know how many time how how many time oh my goodness we didn't know how much time we would have um and so I wanted to make the most of every day and so I opened my little notebook that I have all my goals in and I looked at that paper that I had wrote on at a hotel on New Year's Eve and I was like okay I want to start doing yoga and so I started doing yoga every day and I was like okay I'm starting to gain more energy I'm I'm starting to feel more like myself like the Haley that was gone for so long and then I was like okay I want to do something else (laughs) and um with that being said I was like okay let's let's try going for a run and you know I would go for a run but it wouldn't be that long I, I went to a stop sign and it was not even it was probably a quarter of a mile if that and I would go to a stop sign and I was like okay if that's all I go to I I did that I I at least did one more stop sign than I would have done before this and so I just kept going to that stop sign and then one day I got really anxious and I was like okay I I want to do more I can do more I you know I'm I'm getting to the stop sign in like two minutes and it used to take me like you know I don't know like 10 minutes and I was like I want to do more and so one day we were going to the store and we turned that corner and I was so scared of what was on the other side of that stop sign when I was walking. Um, and when I was in the car and I passed, I was like, this is easy. Like that literally looks like the easiest route to run. And the next day I got up and I put my running shoes on and we're talking, I woke up at like six in the morning. Okay. And I went out and, um, I went for a run and I passed that stop sign and I was like, I can do more than that. I can do more than that. And now when I go on runs, I only, it's only a mile and a um, quarter maybe. I don't, I don't even know the exact number, but it it was a lot more than what I had been doing. And over time, I just, in comparison to my health journey and moving, um, I, I realized I had been stopping myself at that stop sign multiple times in all aspects, um, whether it's physically or spiritually or um, in school. I had been stopping myself at that stop sign. And it got to the point where I was like, okay, I can only go to the stop sign. So I'm not, I'm not even going to attempt to go past the stop sign, um, mostly because I was scared of what might happen, uh, what had happened before, whether that be passing out or having a flare-up or um, an anxiety attack, you know, or people saying, okay, well, you can't do it, and then me failing. And those mental stop signs are hazardous to our well-being. And I didn't even realize how hazardous they were until I it finally clicked that I had been stopping myself. And I think I was my worst enemy. And I still am. And, you know, when 
you realize that, that is when you make the change. That is when you can start making the changes. When you realize for yourself, I'm mentally stopping myself. And mentally stopping yourself, I mean, like I said, it's it can be fatal to growing. And I mean, it's it's definitely something that not a lot of people realize, you know, in the world today, there's social media posts, maybe someone looks prettier than you, or more handsome than you, or maybe someone has higher grades than you, um, or maybe someone has a job, and you're like, well, if I had a job, then I would be, like, you know, those weird, no, excuse me, those weird things that we already label ourselves as before we even take the jump, and with my chronic illness it's what like I said before it's definitely something that you have to be cautious about because obviously you know I don't want to overdo it oh like obviously you know you don't want to injure yourself or others in any way possible um but you don't need to stop yourself either and you need to keep going even when it's scary and if you push yourself and you're like okay yeah I I don't want to do that again like that hurt or you know, that's not who I am, or, you know, whatever that may be, at least you took that jump, at least you went past that stop sign, um, which is definitely more than probably half the people around you can say for themselves, and I, I realize that over time, the more that we step out of those comfort zones, and past those stop signs, and, you know, we just keep striving, and even if it's just one little baby step, you know, I, I didn't start running a mile right off the bat. You know, I went to that stop sign. And once that started stopping me, <laughs> um, no pun intended, uh, I, I, I worked past it and I kept going. And it was only one corner at a time. I Now I go in like this square weird pattern, you know. And before, like I said, I'd go in one line. And then I'd add another corner. And then I'd add another corner. And when I finally went all the way around I'm like that's not that far (laughs) and I kind of I felt kind of dumb honestly um kind of felt stupid for overthinking that but that's that's how my brain worked and you know I don't I don't want to minimize that because those are real feelings we do it all the time even if it wasn't literally running um whether it's in school or with a job, um, being scared to take that first step, taking that first corner can be so terrifying. But when we do take that first step in that first corner, we realize that there's so much more out there for us and we're safe. We're okay. And if for some weird reason, you know, you're like, okay, I I just want to go to that stop sign again. Like I'm comfortable with that stop sign. Then just work your way up to it and keep going and I think the thing that I learned the most was when you want to stop don't stop you keep going you don't give up um there was lots of people who they told me we'll we'll take break days you know take days where you just do nothing and those are great days to have but the and they're necessary for good mental health and and some days we just need a day where we just watch Netflix all day or we sleep you know for I don't know two more extra hours 
or we go for that run, you know, or we read a good book. That That's a very good necessity to have to good mental health. But don't have those days every single day. Um, how can I say this? It's definitely more of a struggle when you have off days and trying to get back on the next day when you hadn't done it the day before. Um, during this whole corona um, pandemic I would always tell myself okay like do your schoolwork for three hours during the morning but during this certain time go out lay in your hammock read a good book um, for a good hour or so definitely have that me time definitely have that break that mental break like okay you're in the real world it's okay it's not all school it's not all health issues you're a real person you have real feelings enjoy this book enjoy this tv show um it definitely really helped me stay more focused even in my online courses just to know like okay step out of it for a little bit realize where you're at you know kind of center yourself be like okay there's more to life than school. There's more to life than the drama or the anxiety or the the mental setbacks that your brain is already trying to comprehend for yourself. And, you know, that was the same way with um, changing my diet during this time, too. Like I said, I, I kind of went all out during this pandemic. I Anything I ever wanted to try, I tried. And I knew, like, okay, if I want to try this new health thing, um, I had, I have really bad acne. And um, my my mom had always told me, you know, clean up your diet and your skin will get better and your back will get better. And, and I told her, I was like, you know what, I, I, I'm just going to try it. And I, I tried it without anyone knowing about it. And I read a book about it, um, The Clean Skin Diet. Um, it's a really good book. I think the author is Nina and, oh, I don't remember the exact author's name, but it's a really good book. If you're definitely looking to clean up your diet and your skin, that's definitely a really good book. It's the Clean Skin Diet book um, from Nina and I don't, I don't remember the rest, but um, look it up and I'm pretty sure you'll find it right away. Um but anyways, that that was really hard for me too. I I love chocolate. I love uh, pecans. I love caramel. I I love all that stuff. Um, and and I decided, okay, let's really test how far I can go. And so I d- I deleted everything out of my diet, and I went straight vegetables and um, fruits, a whole plant based diet, no oils, no fats. Um, like I said, cold turkey, no meats. It it was it was really difficult the first couple of weeks because I would have cheat days and the moment that I eliminated everything and then started adding things back, they irritated me so much more than they had ever and ever and I mean ever like I I would eat everything and I wouldn't have an issue with it at that time, um, but as I would add things back, I was like, oh, I can feel the difference and I don't I I can't eat that anymore, and the self-control that was needed for that was a lot more than I even had planned. Um, I would hang out with friends and of course they wouldn't be doing the same diet as me. And it was hard. It was hard to say no when I wanted to say yes to it so much, you know, like, 
oh, do you want this piece of chocolate? Like, well, duh, I want that piece of chocolate, but I can't, you know, my body's not gonna like that. Um, and, and over time, it got easier. Once people really took me seriously, and they're like, oh, okay, like, she's, this isn't just a phase, you know, she's actually serious about this. Um, they, they started to respect me a lot more for that, and they started asking questions like oh well what can you have like do I need to buy certain things you know and and they were a lot more sensitive to it um in a good way and the support system is so necessary whether you're trying a new workout program or diet um going back to school doing more school courses um new job whatever whatever new thing you're trying um if you have a chronic illness, if you don't, having a support system is the number one thing. Having people in your tribe that will cheer you on, that know your goals, and they won't undermine your goals. They won't set you back. They won't be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, you're working out, but you worked out yesterday, so you don't need to work out today. I mean, even those little, I call them jabs, <laughs> um, and, and usually they don't mean to. Usually they... um they they mean well, um, but even those little jabs can sometimes unmotivate me, um, that's why even the people that text me, they're like, hey, like, you want to work out today, or, you know, that is the kind of energy that you want to bring into your life, and get rid of anything that's not motivating you, that is negative, that brings you down, if it makes you self-conscious about yourself, if it makes you doubt what you know, deep down is right get rid of it like just get rid of it um honestly with moving and with this corona outbreak the the number one thing that I've learned is people will come and go but the real ones will stay and they'll support you and they will cheer you on even when you can't cheer yourself on and those mental stop signs will occur. They are always there. Um, you wake up and there's at least 10 throughout the day, even on a good day. Um, but those friends, they'll help you. They'll they'll kind of drag you a little bit and be like, come on, like, just turn the corner, you know, just like, I'll walk right next to you, you know, and, and those are the types of relationships that you, if you haven't already, get them, um, find them. Put yourself in places where you can be found by those people. And whether that's getting a gym membership or, I don't know, like, whatever your goal is, find people who also have those same goals or at least in the same umbrella of your goals and help each other through them and really encourage each other because this world gets lonely you know you need that support system you need that encouragement and it'll be hard I mean there's definitely days where I was out of energy and I was like are you serious like why the crap am I doing this anymore um but it makes a good day so much so much worth it so much more worth it (laughs) um and I think that's just something you have to realize is hard days they're always going to be there it's what you do with them it's what you do on the bad days that help you have better good days and you might not see the progress right away but you will see it 
and then everyone else will see it. There was this post, um, I don't know who posted it, but it was a couple years ago, and I, I still remember it to this day. It was saying how it takes two, three days for you to see a difference, but it'll take weeks or months for someone else to see the difference, and that that's just really important to remember is that you will see the difference first and it will take a little bit for everyone else to see it. It does not mean that what you're doing is not working. Um, it just takes them a little bit longer to see it. And so with that being said, you know, just keep going. Um, that's the best advice I can give is keep going, keep striving, don't give up. You know, those mental stop signs, it's just a sign. Turn the corner, you know? It's life is amazing and there's ups and there's downs. But when you have your tribe, when you have support system amazingness <laughs> that helps you through every single step and supports you even at the times where you have to do stuff by yourself, you will see yourself become a whole different person by continuing past those mental stop signs and striving for your goals and not giving up and having break days where you're like okay snap out of it you know whatever stress I'm going through snap out of it remember where I'm at what I'm doing how I'm doing who I'm with um what's surrounding me fine hobbies you know I I always think it's so interesting how People, they get so involved in school and they forget their social aspect. Um, and it, social aspect is so important. And I think all of us during Corona knows how important social socializing is. And social contact is so important. And right now it's, it's a little bit difficult, but still have those connections, whether it's a phone call, um, a FaceTime, you know, what, whatever it is have those connections. Don't lose those connections. Um, they help you stay sane <laughs> during it all. Um, but I hope you guys liked this. This is definitely something new for me. Um, I don't know. I just, if you like it, let me know. Um, I don't know. This is, like I said, this is definitely something new. Um, but share it with your friends. Share it with someone who you think needs to hear about it, um, or anything I said, maybe, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I hope you guys liked it.